Welcome to another episode on the Unlocking Your Mind podcast. My name's Tom Morgan and I'll be bringing you an array of inspirational stories from people who have achieved amazing things. Each guest offers an interesting insight into the highs and lows they have faced along their path to success. There is definitely a lesson or two in each podcast and ways we can improve our own lives. I hope you enjoy. My guest on the podcast today is Olympic swimmer Shane Ryan. Shane is an American-born swimmer who competes for Ireland. Prior to moving to Ireland, Shane was a 16-time All-American and 11-time All-State honoree. He also won a gold medal at the 2017 University Games. Since committing his future to Ireland through dual citizenship, Shane has gone on to break multiple national records along with winning bronze at the World Championships. He also won bronze at both the short course and long course European Championships and became an Olympian in the 2016 Games. Shane's drive and ambition is contagious. His drive is to become stronger than ever and to be the best swimmer he can be. He is really an exciting prospect and he discusses the highs and lows of becoming an Olympian. I really hope you enjoy this. I certainly did. Thank you. Shane Ryan, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. It's, it's wonderful to have you on. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. So first of all, how's the lockdown situation been going for you? Um, yeah, so it's been going okay. Um, you know, it's like, it's kind of crazy because currently right now I've been living by myself this whole quarantine. Oh, so wow. I've been by myself for the past uh, 12, to, 12 to 11 weeks. And it's like, you know, everyone's like, are you going crazy? Are you doing this or that? And I'm like, actually, I'm doing pretty good because of like a lot of my past experiences. And because yeah. I'm like, I'm just, I am an Olympian, you know, yeah. like I've been through that hardship. I've been, I put the effort in. So I just kind of have that mindset of like making sure I'm waking up in a routine. I'm doing things. I'm keeping active. Um, but this is a great opportunity right now to really focus on the mental side and do something that you haven't been able to do. And you have to challenge yourself. I'm always looking for a new challenge. And during this time, it's, you have, it's, it's a challenging time. So you got to seize the opportunity and try to work on something and try to improve yourself through this time. But um, yeah, it's been going on. It's been going okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to look at it, really. How's, um, how's your training been affected? Obviously, you can't go in any swimming pool. So how's that affected your training? Uh, oh, big time. I mean, yeah. it's like it's swimming, you need the pool. Like, it's essential. You know, for every other athlete, you know, it's like you can train outside the water, like without the water, because like they don't need it. You know, yeah. it's like even like the rowers are back in the water and they I think they've been in the water for a good, good bit. But like we need the pool, you know, and like mm. it's it's like that's so crucial to what we do every single day. Um, and it's like I just I'm like a fish out of water now, like growing up, <laughs> I played 10 different like nine different sports growing up. So I'm a very active kind of guy anyway. So Sport Ireland was very, very nice. I'm giving us like. I have a barbell with like about up to 90 kgs worth of weight, you know, for the barbell. So like that's yeah. pretty good there. So I can get a good amount of work in. I have two pairs of dumbbells, a pair of 25, a pair of 30 kg dumbbells. Got jump rope bands. Even have a stationary bike for like the aerobic bit. Um, and try going on runs, but just I can't do the runs. You know, <laughs> six six. I'm a big guy, and like <laughs> runs aren't great. I can sprint, but running long distances don't work. So been on the bike a lot um so like that's really it but I've been on the routine so we're up like you know 
Monday we're training, you know, <clears throat> got the aerobic bit on the bike. And then like Monday afternoon, we got a lift and like we have circuits, court, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so it's like we're being really active and staying on the routine, which is like key. And I think that's really been helping me um, kind of doing like talking to other people on Zoom and like, you know, doing the core with the team at, and still have that team atmosphere and that competitiveness as well. Are you focusing on certain elements that you probably wouldn't normally train? Is it a great way to kind of build all, all aspects of your fitness while you can't get in the pool? Yeah. So it's, it's like, you know swimming is such a like not like a weight bearing sport but now it's like i'm out of the water so i'm just doing a lot of like you know a lot of little things i have time to focus on the little things you know and like one of the reasons why i'm like an olympian and like a four-time medalist for ireland is because i focus on the little things i perfect the little things that always add up to the bigger bigger step that you're trying to achieve so it's yeah. like I'm focusing a lot on the little things doing my rehab the right way taking longer than that the stretches the mobility um, like I'm doing a little bit more like, you know, like bench, trying to get a stronger upper body. I mean, I can't really do too much in the lower body because it's only, only have 90 kg, but I can yeah. do multiple reps. Um, so it's just like, yeah, like that's like really it in aerobic. Like I wasn't supposed to like work out on Saturday, but I ended up like doing like a three hour workout just because I was bored, did a hundred minute bike and then like an hour like lift just because I was just bored and I just wanted to do <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> Your swimming career is incredibly impressive. You're an Olympian and you placed third in the world um, at the World Championship. So where did your swimming journey first begin for you? For me, um, I don't, like when I was younger, really, I don't even know when I started. My mom literally went as a baby, had me in the water. And she was also my swim coach growing up as well. Oh, wow. um, up until like, you know, really about middle school, high school age. I was like right around like 15, 14. Um, she's kind of stopped because like she saw that like I was starting to get a little bit better. But I never really cared about swimming too much until I was really 18. Okay. I did not really care at all because I was playing all the, all these different sports. You know, like I played um, nine different sports growing up and literally I would go to school, go to my school sport, and then either eat, go home, eat. And like if I have time to eat in the table, I'll eat in the table or eat in the car and then go to swim <laughs> practice because my mom made me go to swim practice because she knew for some reason moms always know what's right. Yeah. She knew that I had something <laughs> special. And so around like, when I was like 17, I started realizing like, wow, I actually could be really good at this. And if I put more effort into it and I started doing it, started getting scholarships to colleges and better my future. Um, and then after that, like it just, my swimming just started taking off. And like, even now, like I'm, this is the most I've been ever enjoying swimming right before swimming the best I've ever been, best in shape. So it was really disappointing that like the Olympics got moved, our, our Olympic trials got moved. Um, but like, I mean, I'm 26, just turned 26. So it's like, I'm enjoying it even more and I'm getting better and better. So it's like really looking forward to it. Amazing. So you mentioned your mom. Do you think she's your main inspiration for getting you into swimming? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She sacrificed a lot, you know, and like she's, she had like three little jobs growing up to make sure that, you know, I was taking care of my brother was taking care of my sister was taking care of like, just so making sure that she was there and able to drive me to practice and be there for me. And now she like finally has like her first like real job, you know, because <laughs> um, everyone's out, you know, she's able to do what she needs to be doing. So it's, it's great, you know, and I'm blessed that I have her, you know. Amazing. Um, you're of course, you're born in Pennsylvania in the U S you're a 16 time all-American and 11-time All-State honoree. So how did your journey come about to represent in Ireland? 
So um, my dad's from um, from Ireland, and then my um, great grandfather was also from Ireland as well. So it's like on my mom's side, like she's one out of eight, and her maiden name's Bonner. So like she's a big Irish family in like in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. And then my dad's actually one out of ten, um, and they're all in Port Arlington and County Leash, which is like the middle of Ireland. Um, and so it's like a very very big Irish family. My dad's actually the only one living in the states, so all nine of them are still living in Ireland. So I have a huge family here, like aunts and uncles. Um, and then even I have family on my mom's side, like over in Mayo on the west coast as well. So I have a huge Irish like family here. You know, yeah. it's not like my great grandfather or my great like you know grandmother. It's like not like that. Or I have like cousins. You know, like what a lot of U.S. guys say. Yeah, a lot of people say that. You know, <laughs> and um, but no, I actually have like true family here, and I think I have the most Irish name, Shane Patrick Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> Irish. Um, so I've always had my dual citizenship. Whenever, like for you know, I was able to have it, so I got it as soon as I could. So I have to, I've always had two passports, but then like an opportunity came um, in my, in 2014, 15, I like made a decision just like, you know, got my scholarships taken care of, got my school taken care of, and then went over and lived here for residency for that year, 2015, like year and a half to two years before the 2016 Olympics, declare residency. And I haven't looked mm -hmm. back since. It was the best decision of my life. Amazing. Was it difficult? To start with making that move and a move in to live in a, a new country oh, yeah like I was only like I just turned 21 yeah. you know and like I was like real young still immature at the time you know still in college um but like I went to Penn State University which is a massive university like our football state stadium like can hold 112,000 people wow absurd and then our, our like our school our undergrads there's 50,000 students that go there and that's not even including graduates as well, which I think it's about 20. So it's like, it's a very, very big university, very big social life. Um, um, so like I went from that to completely living by myself on this massive campus called like the National Sports Campus. There's like a little bungalow in the very back. And it's from Ireland owns a house, but I lived there. I had no money. I had no car. Um, I lived there by myself um basically like there was two other athletes but like one had a job and she was also from the north of ireland as well um and then the other guy i was going to school and also had a job so i was just there by myself i had no job because i couldn't get to anywhere so i really really struggled with like a little bit of depression during that yeah. time it was really rough because like i said i had no money and then during the weekends i would actually get my coach to drop me off at the train station and then go down to port arlington for the weekend so i could like reset basically I would dread the week. I would work hard during the week and then like get a little reset during the weekend. And then like my aunts and uncles would literally like take me to food. They go get food for the week. And then that would be my food for the week then. Wow. So it's really, really, really hard. And I think that's why I'm doing so well now because I dealt with that and I've been through all that and I know how to persevere kind of through all that. So it was very, very hard um, going from, you know, social life and having a team of 60 people to a team with like 13 year old girls which they were beating me at the time because the training was completely different. <laughs> um, and then like kind of being by myself, not having like, you know, the money or like really the confidence really at the time and do, you know, so it was, it, it was a good way, but I'm a big believer in like, you know, facing up, like facing your demons and facing hard situations and confronting them. So you learn more about yourself, how to deal with it. So when something else comes up, like comes apart, like right now, it's like, I know how to deal with it. I'm a little bit better. I'm self-aware. 
Um, so I'm all for like, you know, going through it and like taking it on head on. What do you think were the key lessons you took from that experience? You know, it's, it's like, you need to have a goal basically. <clears throat> That's like the one thing I'm looking, looking back at it now. It's like my goal was to get to the Olympics, you know, and get the Olympics and represent Ireland the best I can. And, yeah. um, you know, like, you know, and there was an end date. There's mostly an end date for everything that you do. So, like, I knew it was going to come, like, an end. I knew I was going to go back to the States and finish my degree. And then, but I'm still going to swim for Ireland. So, it's just, like, setting, like, little goals and, you know, doing things that keep you occupied. Things like, you know, like, to keep your, your just, like, just do something different and try to better yourself and stuff like that. But, yeah. I mean, I got really, really bad during that time where like, you know, I had nothing to do. So I would just like sleep just to pass the time, you know, mm -hmm. and like the house was really bad. It had mold in it. It's <laughs> like, when I would go to bed, like I had to wear socks, like full on like wool socks, sweatpants, right. a t-shirt, a sweatshirt and a hat <laughs> because it was that cold and that tan. And like you would charge your phone and you would wake up and the phone would be like, have condensation on it. Like it was a really bad house at the time. Yeah. Um, so I'm very, very lucky to be living somewhere else now in Ireland, which is great. I'm only five minutes from the pool, but, you know, like just being able to like get up and like, all right, I got to go to practice. I'm going to work my butt off at practice and then go back. I'm going to try to make a good meal and then just kind of do little things every day and not really think too much about it, but focus at the task at hand and focus on the process instead of the outcome. Amazing. Just focus on the little bits because they lead to the big goal. Yeah, yeah exactly. So with the Olympics being postponed, which we just briefly touched on, you know, due to coronavirus, what, what are your thoughts and feelings? I mean, you, you've been working so hard for this year and now it's postponed. How are you feeling? So it's like, you know, right before when like uh, when everything started happening here in Ireland, it was like we were actually in the airport about to go to Edinburgh for a swim meet. And it was like really hard because it's like our coach calls us right before we're about to go. It's like, hey, meet us at Starbucks went to Starbucks. We're like, we're not going to the meet. Like, like this government just shut down all the schools, everything. So I was like, all right, well, that was three weeks before our Irish trial. So I was so disappointed, but I was like, you know what? It's all good. Yeah. It's a precaution. I mean, we could still have the trials. The trials were still on at the time. So I ended up uh, going back and like, I was like in the best shape of my life you know, like literally aerobically, I was able, I wasn't dying on the end of my races. I was going in season best times. Um, and we ended up racing that weekend, three weeks out. And I literally went best in season, best times for myself, which is big. And they were fast. Yeah. And I had a race by myself, basically, you know, I didn't have the com competition. So we still made like a mock meet and then we were still able to train, you know, like a week in then, and then they shut down everything. And now I haven't been in the water since, but I mean, for the Olympics, I mean, it is what it is. You have to adapt. Yeah. You know, it's a, it, there's a, everyone is in the same situation. You know, it's like, you know, some people might be even in a worse situation. You know, it's like, I don't have my family here. I don't have any friends here. Like I've been living by myself, you know, I haven't seen anyone. So, but I know that right now there's someone probably in the world that's dealing, who's a swimmer, who's maybe dealing with the worst, you know, yeah. you know, and you have to be optimistic. You have to be positive about it and get on a routine. But with the Olympics being canceled, it happens. And it's a great opportunity to be part of something that's never happened before as well. True. Really, really cool. And, um, but I mean, I'm a very optimistic person. Like my right shoulder has been giving me issues. You know, I had like, I like Europeans and during December, I was swam through a torn ab. I had a torn ab through the whole wow. thing. Um, so I'm like still trying to like get that taken care of. 
So this gives me an opportunity to work harder, have more time um, to become faster. But then it also gives the younger guys in Ireland another chance to have another year of training just on the cusp of it. So it really benefits Ireland depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, that's kind of how I'm dealing with it, you know, but it's all about, you know, racing as well. And we don't really have that many opportunities to race. I mean, I'm lucky enough to be part of this uh, league called the ISL league, which is new, which is the international swimming league. And they're going to be holding like a five a week camp where the racing, all the best athletes in the world are going to be there. And it's short course, 25 meter short course. And I mean, if that goes through, that'll be great for me because there's nothing else going in the world. Yeah. So Man, that's a great way to look at it really it's such a like you can tell just from talking to you how important mindset is and how you apply it into your life and your training it's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic you've you've already been to the olympics you were 22 so do you think that was your proudest achievement to date um yeah definitely you know like not only did i get to olympics <clears throat> I made the semifinals well and like only like a, like three to four people that I think in ever in Ireland's ever made it to the semifinal and then maybe to the final. Wow. So I was very honored that I was able like, you know, to achieve that, you know, yeah. and like just walking out at the semifinal was just amazing. You know, just being top 16 in the world was, was great. You know, and the first, like, that was like my first big, big meet as well, wow. you know, and I was just like kind of shook <laughs> at what was going on. Um, but now it's like I've been through I've been through all the meets, you know, like getting like third in the world, winning Ireland's first world medal. Uh, that was huge as well for me. Um, but yeah, there's nothing like like the Olympics though. I bet, uh, amazing. So what would what would it before coronavirus? What would a typical typical day of training be like for you? So like a normal like now I'm a sprinter, so it's like yeah. you know I don't do as much, I don't eat as much as all the other swimmers <laughs> and all that stuff. So it's like, I'm very power based. So for like Monday, for instance, on like, on like a good training block, um, I would swim Monday morning from 7.30 to 9.30 at night or in the, in the morning. Um, then at 10.30, we would start lift, um, which is like right on, all on the same campus. We have like this little Olympic center, basically Olympic campus. Um, I would lift for an hour and a half. And then from three to 5 p.m., I would uh, swim again. So like that would be a big day, but I mean, I'm in the water about 20 hours a week. I'm in the gym about six hours a week. And that's not even including, including showing up to practice 15 minutes beforehand for the water, 10 minutes after like preparing, that's not including physio or, you know, doing your little thing. That's not including like, you know, nutrition because that's part of your training as well. Yeah. So like total, like everything, it's about 30 hours a week that I train. Wow. You know, that's amazing. And what gives you, what's that intrinsic motivation? Where does that come from for you? It's just like self-improvement. You yeah. know, like that's like, that's the main thing, you know, like, cause like every, like you're going, what you put in, you're going to get out. Yeah. You know, if you work hard and I'm a big believer, you know, once, once talent fails, hard work pays off, you know, hard work. That's where, that's really, truly it shows, you know, and like you can see it in some of the greatest athletes in the world, you know, they have the talent, but when they start getting tired, that hard work comes in and they, that outbeats talent every single time. So it's just like, I'm starting to love working. I love going to practice. I love giving it all. And I used to be the one like, oh, I'm going to the bathroom, but I'm actually in the shower, just sitting (laughs) in the warm shower. You know, like I used to be that guy, but now like I'm enjoying it because I mean, it's my life and I've been in that routine and, you know, and like, I'm starting to see what you put in, you get out. Now I'm like every year I get one or two medals at a big international meet and I want to continue that. Um, So it's like, that's that's really it and just like having like you know 
the confidence and you know, and the pride to like to represent your country the best you can. And do you think we discussed about the hardship you faced um, a few years ago? Do you think from that experience that changed your mindset then to, you know, really immerse yourself in swimming and just really enjoy what you do even more? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, because I mean, in the States, it's like going to school and also it's like my senior year was one of my best years I've ever had. Like I was like first in the country for like, you know, a hundred back, hundred free. I was top in the 50 free as well. Wow. Um, so my mentality was completely different. I was like, you know, first time, like six months before the Olympics, I was doing like, you know, whey protein, like the supplement side. And I didn't know anything about that because <laughs> Penn State really didn't have like a good nutrition at the time. Um, but like, I saw that, you know, and like, I was like, oh, wow, I really needed that because it's like, it helps and it does help. Yeah. Um, so it was a huge improvement from like my junior year and then going like almost two years from like away from Penn State and then going back, like it was too, to I was totally different. Um, but yeah, it was, it was hard, but I mean, it's just, you know, you have to live like, you know, you have to live life as well. You have to enjoy the opportunities you have, you know, with yeah. swimming, like I've been all over the world. Um, because of something I have friends all over the world because of something and it's just, it's just great what do you think are the key ingredients to becoming an, an Olympian um, the key ingredient is definitely sacrifice yeah I think that's because growing up you know I started really really sacrificing a lot and like I've been through multiple friends because it's like they don't understand what I do they don't understand like you know like I can't go go to the parties I can't go out to the pubs on certain nights because of this, you know, like, and it, it's rough, you know, and it's hard to see your friends out and like seeing them on Instagram, seeing them on Snapchat, yeah. but like, you know, your friends, the true friends are going to be there for you. And like your family always has your back. Um, but like, yeah, sacrifice doing the right things, you know, um, like putting in, like waking up at four 30 in the morning, riding, like, oh. it's like, I had to wake up at four or four in the morning. We had practice at four 30, ride my bike in, in the rain and dark almost during the whole winter during Ireland and Ireland. It's awful during the winter. Uh, it's always raining. So, you know, like it's a sacrifice of doing that. Like you're like, and some days you're gonna be like, why am I doing this? But like you just go, you know, and like some days, like, you know, I literally would lay in bed and just be like, all right, I'm not gonna practice. I just need this day. But then like at the end of the day, I regret it. And there were some times where I lay in bed and, and like kind of question myself and like I don't want to do this, but then I just end up going. And then I'm so grateful that I went and I feel so much better about myself because I sacrificed, I got up, did what I needed to do to give in and like, you know, better myself. Yeah. So I really think that's a big one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in terms of your training, so you immerse yourself in it completely and 100% and you talked about sacrifice. How difficult was that to, process at the beginning when you thought you know what I've got to make a decision now between you know my friends and, and my goal my dream how, how how did that first come about it was um kind of crazy because like the opportunity came up really quickly you know and um you know like I've been through like the little bit of like you know I got a little bit of a taste of like all the international meets because like I was on on the junior national team for USA I was on the US national team as well um, and then like, I had the, like a year off from like not doing anything. And then like an opportunity, opportunity came and I made the decision when I was 18 to go to a school that will like, that gave me a full ride scholarship. So I didn't have to pay. And like, you know, Penn state's one of the most expensive public schools out there. Mm -hmm. Um, it's about like 45 to 50,000 
dollars a year okay which what? is quite expensive and yeah. I, I know i went to school during during the school season i went to school during the summer and i got i got a lot out of that you know and there is a yeah. life after swimming so i'm a big advocate about you know education is really really important you need to get it because there is a life after sport um but it was hard but i made a decision really quickly though because you know i was just like at that time i was like sometimes being a professional athlete you have to put yourself first mm -hmm. you know like you can't really think too much about your friends or your family because they're going to have your back if you think it's the right call and you, and like that was it and i made my day, or decision within a week you know, I got like my scholarship taken care of. I told my school I was leaving, make sure I was going to come back and have all that. Ireland, some Ireland helped me out, make sure I like got like went right, like literally got off the plane, went right to a lawyer's office, got the same, this thing signed and dated because that was the date I was declared residency. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's one big thing. It's like you put yourself first and then your family, then your friends, and then, you know, life will continue on. And like, you know, I had a great group of friends at home who I haven't seen, I haven't seen any of them probably for about like a year now. And I haven't seen my family in like eight months or five, five to six months since like, wow. you know, so it's like, I don't really get to see them, but that's also, again, sacrificing what I believe in. And they a hundred full, full on support me. That's amazing. The right people will always be there to support you. Exactly. So this is one of the reasons I'm doing this is because I think social media can um, lead people, especially aspiring athletes to look at, someone's profile i think wow they've achieved so much it's amazing it's amazing and, and of course it doesn't show the difficult times like you said riding your no, bike in no. the dark to training so these you know these are the conversations i want because people i don't want people to think well it doesn't look hard for them i'm gonna give up you know because speaking to yourself you've been through your hardships but you're growing because of it oh yeah like any athlete that like says that they had an easy ride it's like it's not true because yeah. it's like you learn like i learn the more from my bad races than I do from my good races because if there's something that went wrong and it's yeah. an opportunity for me to become better at that thing that went wrong. Yeah. And it could be multiple different things, you know, and you just take your little steps and just try to approach it, you know? And like, I've been rock bottom, like my freshman year in college, you know, moved away from my family for the first time when I was 18, like my uncle passed away. Then a month later, my grandfather passed away. Um, I did, wasn't doing well in school where like you have to keep a certain like grades to be yeah. able to start for your school was uneligible. I was going to quit swimming. I didn't know what I was going to do, but then I made that decision. Like, listen, I need to ask for help. So you start asking for people. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in like, you know, questioning your coaches, questioning your teachers on why are we doing this? Like help me better understand this. So you have, cause I'm a big believer in, you know, you are the best coach you're ever going to get is yourself because okay. someone can teach you all these things, but if you do not apply it to what you do or you don't learn it, or if you don't re retain it, it's like you're, it's worthless. So I'm a big believer in yourself is the best coach because you have to apply everything right. you teach, you know, being a teacher, you know, sometimes yeah. you get students that like, you know, <laughs> be like oh yeah but then they don't really do it and they get yeah. all annoyed because they don't do well on the test because i was one of those guys mm -hmm. but now i'm a big believer in like questioning them asking for help looking for answers you know and just trying to better my horizons better like you know my understanding i think that's such a strong message really because you need to have that full clarity but also quite often you learn more in failure than you do from like accomplishing something you know but for those failures you can then like you just said you can assess where you're at you can apply them into your life and then you can then go forward to you know accomplish different things 
Yeah. And like, you know, you know, it doesn't matter in any, like, doesn't really matter in any situation because it's like, you know, like I had to deal with that for the first time, but like I learned from it, you know, and then yeah. and you learn from that, you learn how to deal with the emotions. And sometimes you can use those emotions to help you out in life as well. You know, cause like sometimes like, I'll just remember like my grandfather right before I swam just to drive that little bit more extra, a little emotion just to get me riled up. Um, so that's like, you can also use some of that stuff and, you know, you use it to be like, I did this, I went through that, I persevered through it. And now I am who I am today and I'm stronger yeah. because of it. So I'm a big believer in learning from your mistakes, going through the hardships and becoming better and better and better. You mentioned during that time, how talking to others really helped you. What, why was that? Was it, was it just, like, it, was it just a, a way to express your feelings and just air them out? No, well, it's like some of it was a lot of it because the grades, like you, there's going to be a lot of situations where you can control, you know, like with my uncle and grandfather passing away, I had no control over that. So you yeah. have to deal with it, but that's life. There's yeah. going to be things, obstacles in your, in your way and you never know what's going to, when it's going to come or how you're going to react, but that's life. But the grades, like that was, that was on me, you know, and I take full ownership of it. But then it's also because I, I, I didn't ask for help. I thought I could do it. I was like one of the best swimmers in the country. You know, I was going to walk through Penn State. It's going to take care of me. It was my own way, my own self getting in my own way, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I ended up like, you know, asking for like a mentor. Basically, she's my second mom at the time up at Penn State. Her name's Cheryl Anderson. And she helped <laughs> me kind of get through and learn different skills and approve those skills and once that skill was done we still capitalized on that skill but i learned a new one there's always something learned new to learn yeah. um and you know, like i'm a professional swimmer i literally live my life as swimming but i'm always learning new things and you know and like that's the best thing about swimming you know that's the best thing about like you know being a student of the sport um it's just you just love learning that's amazing. That's, that's, yeah, really inspiring. I think a lot of people can take a lot from that. So what are your ambitions? So as of right now, you know, it's just like staying fit. Yeah. But now just to stay mentally strong through this whole, this hard time, you know, um, that's the main thing. Cause it's like, you know, even not like us professional athletes, we do struggle. We struggle yeah. a lot and sometimes we struggle more than a lot of people, but you know, we just mm -hmm. have that, you know, that drive and that perseverance. Yeah. Um, and then really it's like, I've been to the Olympics, I've been to the semifinals. It's now time to get to the finals Yeah. and really show, show what I have and, you know, really get an Irish relay team there because we're very, very close. Um, but it's just, you know, doing everything I can put myself first, put myself in the best positions I can asking questions, bettering myself. And I mean, if I do all them, everything else will come easy. Amazing. And that leads me on to my last question. What is one piece of advice you would give somebody? They can be anyone from any walk of life. It could be an aspiring athlete. It could be someone yeah. in their life who perhaps wants to set their own business or wants to go in a different venture, anything. What is one piece of advice you'd give? Um, be this. So for like, for my instance, like be the student of the sport, you know, like you learn, Cause it's like, you have to learn more about it. And there's like, you know, there's going to be people in the world who are just straight up arrogant, think they know it all. And that's where, like, that's where they lose the drive. And that's why a lot of them are really, really stubborn, really, really frustrating because they just think they know it all, but you're never going to know it all. Try to improve yourself every single day, learn something new every single day and enjoy it along the way. That's the most important thing. A lot of people don't really enjoy 
a lot of, they get kind of lost, you know, they get lost in the sauce, you know, sometimes yeah. it's like they get lost in like the process of it instead of enjoying it. And it's like, enjoy yeah. what you do, learn what you like about yourself and like, just try to better yourself. Enjoy the journey rather than the end product. Yeah. Shane, it's been great to have you on today. It's been incredibly inspiring. I know this will help an awful lot of people. So thank you for your time. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Thank you again to Shane for joining me on the podcast today and sharing his journey with us. He is doing really exciting things in his career, having already been an Olympian and a world championship medalist. He is proof that if you follow your goals and put the work in, good things will happen. What I admire most is Shane's mental strength and the way he always looks to turn a negative into a positive. I think that is such a powerful mindset to have. I wish Shane all the best and look forward to following his future success. If you like this episode, please feel free to like and share on your social media and tag us both in it. Have a great day and take care.